Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Hawk Talk Show. I am your host, Colin Cole, and I have another great show lined up for you. Hey, today we're going to recap the Iowa versus Iowa State game, and we're going to talk a lot about uh, just just what, uh, what what that matchup looked like out there in Ames. And it was a dominant effort yet again by those Hawkeyes. But uh, before we get into the game, let me introduce to you guys once again. I got a guest showing up with me again. Joined me last show, and he has a ton of insight. Brings a great, great insight to the show. Former two-time All-Big Ten selection at right tackle, inherited by Kirk Ferentz as a carryover from Hayden Fry's regime and current real estate mogul up there in Chicago, Illinois. So you guys that are up there in Chicago, let it, you know, give him a shout. Uh, welcome to the show again, David Porter. David, thank you for joining me today, buddy. Hey, man, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Hey, uh, 27 to 17 victory, Iowa over Iowa State. Um, number 10, Iowa, I should say, over number nine, Iowa State. David, man, what's, what a game, brother. What, are you, what takeaways from the game? It was kind of what we thought it were going to be, right? It was a hard-fought hard game, and it came out very emotional. And our guys, you know, a little bit of emotion, a little nerves in the beginning. Then all of a sudden we settled in. And then to start pounding away and grinding away the way we do, you know, and it just wasn't, it wasn't one knockout punch. It was one thing after another. It's like, cool. All right. We made a mistake. Doesn't matter. Let's move on. And we got better as the game went on. The defense got into their, I'm going to call it into their groove. They started to feel their swagger back again. And they got into it a lot faster than the offense, than the offense did. And it was a really hard fought victory. And at the end, you know, a total team effort, and that's where you saw the dominance, right? It was a really team effort. All the special teams, the offense, and defense all showed up at opportune times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You made mention to the defense. This was another dominant effort by that Hawkeye defense. You know, it combined and, and just came together all facets of the game. We saw turnovers come from uh, the, the, the secondary as well as the linebackers. The defensive line got after them. You know, it was a well-rounded effort, but uh, – before we jump into that, man, I just want to say this. Charlie Jones, man, he's a legitimate threat to take it to the house every time he gets a ball in his hands, whether it be in punt returns, kick returns, or on offense, man. Hey, Charlie Jones, in this, he's an explosive player, right? I think if we're uh, if you're seeing what I'm seeing, he might be the human joystick. That dude there is kind of amazing. You put that ball in his hand, it's exciting. He's electric. He's something you when you think about, like, I want to talk about him. He is that kind of a player. He's really good. We can, the more we can get the ball in his hand, the better I think we're going to do. Like the better our chances are having something positive happen. He's that kind of a guy. You know, it's it's, uh, it's funny you say that. You know, he had the the great punt return because there wasn't a whole lot going well for the team early on. There was a, a few three outs. And the, the defense obviously stepped up and kept uh, kept Iowa State from getting a whole lot going and. Um, Man, you know, they, they were able to get hold him to three in the first quarter. But Charlie Jones, man, he came out and had that great punt return and really got that offense ignited. And, and uh, I think that his ability to to make plays and really show some, some short area quickness uh, really exploits, I would say, defenders. And he's still doing a pretty tremendous job 
and on special teams as well as in the offense, man, because he had that touchdown that that uh, first touchdown that got the, got things going from Petrus, who uh, went 11 for 21, 106 yards and said touchdown, man. So what do you see from that passing offense? What do you see from uh, Spencer Petrus as he continues to grow uh, as well as Charlie Jones and the rest of these uh, these weapons? Spencer is doing a really good job of holding his poise. Like as a quarterback, and he's dealing with some pressure issues where we have some technique things that we're, we're a little off with on the offensive line. And, and our continuity just isn't quite there yet, but we're getting there. We're getting better. I saw some things I really liked. But Spencer's doing a really good job of commanding the offense and making sure that he eliminates the, the mistakes, right? And all of it, so far this year, I don't think he's thrown an interception, right? We're, 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 we got a goose egg on that. And we have someone that can manage the game and not lose it for us. And then our defense playing as well as they're playing. And our special teams giving us that spark, right? With uh, with Charlie Jones there. And that kid, I just love that kid. He's freaking amazing. But <laughs> we, when we have the ability to do that, it becomes very difficult for other teams to beat us, right? When we eliminate our mistakes and we don't beat ourselves and we have a quarterback who, who's very judicious with the ball, where he's placing it and keeping it out of harm's way and allowing our playmakers to get to the point where they can make a play, allowing our offense to get to a point where they can like grow up and actually get into a point where we're actually in continuity. That's one. I mean, that's true leadership in my mind. Like he's taking, he's taking it and he's really rolling with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I do feel like watching the game, Spencer Petrus has a command of the offense. You know, the, the one thing I will say, though, uh, he, he only went 11 for 21, 106 yards and, and you know, talked about a passing touchdown, but um, not a lot of eye popping numbers. And we look at the we look at the stats, we look down the list. Uh, Jones, who is the one that caught the touchdown pass, only had two receptions total in the game. Uh, Laporta, who was a main mainstay in last week's victory, uh, only had one reception for 21 yards. Even though I'm excited to see these tight ends continue to make plays, um, you know, getting the ball around and mixing the ball up and making sure everybody gets the ball. Tracy had Tyrone Tracy had two receptions. Uh, Tyrone Goodson also had two receptions. So he's getting the ball to, to various receivers. I mean, there's there's eight receivers that got catches in the game. However, not a ton of them, but we didn't need a ton of them, obviously, with the defense scoring and defense making stops. But what are your thoughts moving forward in the passing game and how we're going to be able to exploit uh, offenses? I mean, in the offense, is like it's a team sport, right? The offense was a little sputtering to start, and the, the defense was holding the ground for us, and then we needed that one spark. That's how it works in the offense, right? It, it works together. So the passing game works with the running game, and the running game works with the passing game. We had to establish one to help establish the other, right? And trying to get them both established at the same time is, if we can do that, great. If we can't, let's stick with one and get that right, and then move on to the other one. Because we have the offensive line, sometimes you just need to fire off the ball. You know where you need to, you need to aim. You know your target. Get there. Do what you know how to do. And that will start building some confidence. We have guys that are making technique errors that that's just pure mental mistakes, right? That's a lack of confidence in your technique. Sit in your technique, stay there, and don't bail if you take one kick slide. Don't do that, right? Then you open up the floodgates. We need to build some confidence on that offensive line. And as we all know, as the O-line goes, that's kind of how the offense goes. You're saying we're not, we didn't have impressive numbers but the management of the game by the offense and mainly by Spencer Petrus 
I, I thought that that was really good of making sure that we'll, we'll call it our, our, our downside was really mitigated. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that aspect of it because you have to play complementary football. And I mean, all the, the running game plays off of the passing game and vice versa, particularly when you have an offense like we have an offense and offense that particularly runs a lot of, of their offense from under center, uh, which is not something that's typical in college football today. So being able to have the run and play action pass off of it or have the pass that, uh, you know, mimics a, a run here or vice versa, you know, those things do play off of each other. So complimentary football, as you mentioned, Tyrone Goodson had uh, 21 carries for 55 yards, like I mentioned, for a touchdown. And Ivory Kelly Martin spelled him for eight carries for an additional 28, 28 yards. So the run game is still is still coming along. You know, it's still early in the season. Uh, what are your thoughts on what you saw in that offensive line and being able to get these two backs um, some, some room to, to, to work? Well, the, the truth is, in the first two games, we went against two top 25 programs in the country. Mm -hmm. And it's not like we're going against people that are just, you know, they suck. These are good teams that we're going against. And our offense line is kind of holding their own, even though we're still shuffling things around here a little bit. And the fact that we're, I mean, it sounds like we're averaging, like I did the math, we're around, around three yards of carry, so we're averaging. For the beginning of the year, that's really good. And as, as we get more confident and, and um, I guess, and more, more continuity within offense line, especially in the run game, you'll start seeing them get up to the second level and become very sticky. I like to call it that way. So where you're driving the defense alignment back to the second level, we don't have a lot of that right now. What we have is we're on the block and then we're moving off to the second level or the second level is coming to us. We need to drive back to the second level. And once we start getting to that point where they're working in really congruency, then you're going to start seeing that running game take off. Then you're going to start seeing the passing game take off because then we can do the run that, uh, you know, the, the play action pass. I'll go back to the, what, the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. right? Edron James was there, Marvin Harrison, yep. right? And Peyton Manning. It was a run. That play action pass, that was deadly. That was deadly. So that's what we're looking to do. You know, if we can get to that point and we can get the, the offensive line just blowing off and then we get the running game going. That, that will help establish the pass game. And that'll open up for receivers. Tyrone Tracy will be able to get open, right? We can go wide, five wide if we need to. And in certain instances, they don't know what they can do to stop us. The more varied our offense is, as you, you were saying earlier, the more we show to this defense, the defenses out there, the defensive coordinators that are out there, it's going to make it harder for them to defend against us. No question. No question. And the aspect of just having that complimentary football, as you see, keep on referring to and being able to, to have that play action, um, that deep ball, just like what Charlie Jones was able to get his touchdown off of. That was a play action deep pass. And the fact that he was able to to uh, get in between that secondary the way he was came completely because of uh, that threat of run that was that was there for him. So it's it's interesting, you know, in terms of how, how our offense works complementary to each other. But uh, that's that's the way our offense is. And that's the best. Part I didn't of get offense. that. Could you try again? Oh, pick up from right there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's that's how our offense is playing complementary to each other and, and being able to constantly uh, continuously run the ball and have both portions of, of the offense working in, in 
constant congruence to be able to to put together a good offensive scheme and, and game plan. So I'm I'm impressed with what I saw. Just like you mentioned, two top 25 teams and the latter being a top 10 team, uh, having good showings against both. But uh, more impressive for me David, is is uh, defensively. Defensively. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right rather, rather impressive so you know the thing about it for me is we had the 27 to 17 score which it shouldn't have been you know that was it was it was 27 to 10 all the way through uh all the way through the second half all the way through the third quarter you know they got a late score you know but defensively uh, just the way that this defense has been able to create turnovers. You know, we talked about turnover ratio and what that does to heighten a team's chances in winning a game. Uh, just being able to come away with, again, four turnovers in the game. Um, it's, it's tremendous. You know, it's when we talk about guys being able to, to take away the deep ball like Hankins is on that deep pass and get the interception, he bodies the guy out, he gets in great position, you know, he's beat at one point, but he doesn't give up on his on his technique. He doesn't give up on the play and he gets himself back in the position and and uh, puts himself in position and makes an interception. And then there's another play where Joe Evans gets a tip ball, gets Hankins another opportunity for an interception. Then we have the uh, we have the strip calls fumble and that ball ends up in Jack Campbell's hands. Return fumble for touchdown. Then we have yet another interception by a man. I was kind of questioning a little bit. I don't know if I was questioning him, but. Uh, a young man that I knew that uh, was kind of in the eyes of all of us trying to, well, I should say me, just wondering if he's going to be able to step up to the challenge. And in 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 um, in in Seth Benson, uh, he comes away with the interception, man. But uh, ball hungry group of guys, man. What are your thoughts on this defense right now? Now the defense is doing what I want our offense to do. <laughs> that D line, they are creating pressure. They are creating pressure on, on that freaking quarterback in the offensive line on their own. They, you don't need a lot of pressure, a lot of blitzes. And, and that allows the secondary to just sit back and just really just pick the other team apart. It's great to watch them playing out there. It really is. The interior defense line is getting a great push. Our ends are actually getting out there and booking it in and keeping everything contained. And they're still pressing in through the hole. Right? They're still pressing their guy. And that allows the linebackers to float back a little bit. Every once in a while, we'll get a linebacker going into there. But, like, we don't have a lot of secondary blitzes. It's not necessary. Our, our D-line, our, our front our front line, they're, they're doing the job, right? That frees up our secondary so they can be ball hungry. And they – oh, my God, are they ever – these guys here. I, I've heard great things about Matt Hankins coming out of camp. And the first game, um, he got he got close. In this game, he really turned it on. He really did. And I've heard about his leadership skills. And they're, I think they're starting to show on the field as well. Not just off the field, but they're actually showing on the field big time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. Um, I think that uh, the fact is he is he's what you call a super senior. He's been in this program for, what is, I believe, six years now or five years now. And so he has uh, had the opportunity to kind of grow up in this program. And, you know, being that uh, – in, in that Phil Parker defense, kind of that, uh, that zone uh, cloud type of defense where you kind of play everything top down, he's, he's flourished and he's done extremely well. Uh, so much so, man, this defense as a whole, just so much so that uh, Purdy got, Rock Purdy got benched 
Totally got benched for Hunter Decker, uh, who came in and he, Hunter Decker actually he played well. He came in and threw a touchdown to Milton with 327 left in the game. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of uh, uncertainty over there in in in, in uh, Cyclone Land. But that uh, was uh, again the defense that uh, that Brock Purdy had to play. You know, was relentless, and the guys got after him up front. And like I mentioned, the Evans. Uh, tip pass that ended up in the hands of, of, um, of Hankins, you know, just the, everybody playing complimentary football from front end to the back end. Guys are flying around making plays. So defensively, it makes, I'm excited. Man. I'm excited for what I saw. I'm excited for how these guys are continuing to grow and how this team is continuing to grow, man. So what do you think about the uh, kind of going down the stretch of the game? They had the opportunity for the onside kick, man. We had a bit of a debacle. What do you, Almost an unthinkable situation right there, man. What did you take away from that? It's Iowa State. And, um, <laughs> it's music to my ears to hear that they're in disarray. So I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's about what I have for you. Like, I'm really happy. I really am. Like, the, the, when our defense, and I'm going to go back to, you know, Brock Purdy being benched. Like that's phenomenal for me. For when I, when our defense can do that to an offense, that's when you know you're like you're just like firing on all pistons. Mm. These guys made another team bench their starting quarterback. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they start imposing their will, and then they get discombobulated, and then the routine stuff just becomes non-routine. Yeah. This is a great thing. That the defense is playing lights out right now. I mean, I, I can't say enough complimentary things about those guys. You know, KB Kelvin Bell has the D line just freaking going crazy right now. And there is showing that they know what they're doing. They're using their technique, they're not bailing on it. You know, the defense, uh, the defensive backs, the secondary, you have a lot of leadership there, and they're being ball hungry. They're really ball hogs out there, which we'd love to see that. And we hit. We hit well and we hit hard. So, you know, that all leads to, you know, we, we are getting close to putting it together a complete game. And our special teams, we dominated. We really did. You're talking about the onside kick. We're talking about the, 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 point, the, the return by, by Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Once our offense starts to kick in, then you're going to see a complete game. And that, that specialness that this team really has. Like it, the best part for me of this whole thing, and I've, I've said this the last time, they still have the opportunity to, to get so much better. We still haven't seen their best game yet. No question. No question. And that's what the growth of the football season is about. And that's the best part about the football season is that there will be that continued growth. I do think it's worth mentioning, just like you talked about Coach Bell and how he's got those guys going up front, man. Joe Evans had a sack in the game. And like I mentioned, he had the pressure or the tip pass that led to the interception. And then Deontay Craig, he ended up getting a half a sack with uh, with Jack Campbell. So the pressure's on. Those guys are getting out there. And there was countless quarterback hurries that I was able to see Come from guys from like uh, Zach Van Belken and, uh, and, and as well as um, uh, ben, Seth Benson again. So guys are, are getting after it, man. And it's interesting to watch a game like that play out. And you see how it ends up. And, you know, even, even, even though they sputtered and they didn't have the offense going the way they wanted to, Iowa State still had an opportunity at the end of the game. But they had the missed kick at the end of the game that sailed left. 
you know, and they ended up with a score of 27 to 17, you know, kind of the, it was kind of, um, kind of just the way the day was for them. And, you know, of course we ended up getting the Cyhawk trophy and coming back home to Kinnick, to Iowa City, and uh, for a sixth consecutive year. I guess I have two questions for you, two questions. One, when does it no longer become a rivalry game? Like when is it you don't even consider a rivalry? Like, you know, <laughs> I know that if you play a team, you know, 10 years in a row and you lose to a team 10 years in a row, then hey, you know, that's not really your rival anymore. They're just kind of your big brother at that point. I got that question for you. And then the other question for you, what made them think wearing black at home was a good idea? Whew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, when does it no longer become a robbery? The, I, I don't know. So it, it's a long span, right? So I, I got to go back and look at the record. I'm pretty sure we're ahead. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So it, as long as they're in state, it's always going to be the game. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be that. And, and they're they're going to continue to play well. They're going to continue to play, produce good teams. And that this is still going to be the, the game for the state. Like, who's game, whose state is it for the year? It's been ours for a while. Um, you know, like, I don't know. Has it been 10 years? It hasn't. It's been six consecutive. Um, I, got six. Long haul. I got to look over the long haul. But, you know, I'm just – it's a general question. It's not – I'm, I'm hearing you. Yet, I'm just saying, you know, generally speaking, you know, what what, what your thoughts were on that, but you know, it's just just here or there. Yeah. I'm, I'm so like if we beat them ten in a row, I mean, like, what do we? I'm not sure what we're doing here. Uh, I'm just not sure. Uh, I'm really not. So, and then wearing black at home, ooh, it's Iowa State. I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. You know, I just I wanted to ask that question. I, it's the I first just, I've seen them wear black jerseys. You know, maybe I've seen them wear black jerseys before, but against us, this is the first time. So it was rather um, interesting, you know, for them to make that decision. I don't know if that was a hope that um, the black would kind of bring on the good omen for them or bring on the good spirits for them. <laughs> still had, it was still the same team. Still the same two teams. Man. Trying to be just like us, I guess. So... Final takeaways from the game for me, Iowa's offense is is coming along. Spencer Petras is definitely um, has commanded the offense. I would like to see him continue to get comfortable in the offense. I'd like to see him continue to, to gain full command of the offense and us to continue to, to make those good decisions uh, and give him full reins of the offense to be able to make those decisions, you know, whether it be at the line of scrimmage or during play to, to put us in the right place to right places to get us the ball, get the ball in the right hands of the right guys. So I'm excited for where this team continues to grow. And the fact that we're playing these top ranked opponents, um, it really gives me a lot of joy to see these guys perform so well against these types of teams because some teams are playing the slippery rocks of the nation, not to, not to throw any shade towards the slippery rock or independence or, you know, some of these smaller schools. However, um, you know, some of these programs are playing some smaller schools kind of just to, just as, as most teams have to just fill out the team, their rosters at the beginning of the season. But for the fact that this program decided to, to schedule two top-notch programs early on in the season, you know, it's, it's very, and, and to, uh, to play as well as they have, very well deserving of jumping from that number 10 ranking to that number five ranking, in my opinion. I, I agree. These guys, 
it's I don't know if we're gonna call it the Iowa way, but like it's what we do. We don't shy away from like conflict. We don't shy away from the tough things. That's what we do. We do the tough things all the time because that's just how we're built. And that's the coaching mentality that Kirk has, and he's had it since I mean he coached us. And we create tough guys because we do tough things at the tough time. And these guys, that's what these kids have done out there. They've gone out there and they've started the game, the season, and they've done a really good job of overcoming adversity. It hasn't been perfect. It really hasn't. We haven't played what I call a complete game yet with all phases of defense, special teams, and offense. But we've been there and we fought. And we fought together as a team. And where the defense came up short, the special teams picked up. And when our offense came up short, the defense picked up. And it was just kind of all worked together. Everybody's working with each other. And it's just been, it's been really fun to watch these guys. It really has been. Mm -hmm. I agree with you, man. So kind of recap on so far totals on the season. We could throw out a couple stats. Spencer Peters has gone 24 for 48, exactly 50% of his passes he's completed over the season for 251 yards, no interceptions like we talked about. And the, the uh, touchdown pass he had in this past game, the touchdown run he had in the game prior. Um, Tyrone Goodson, 40 carries for 154 total yards, 3.8 average, pretty good. 56 long, which was last, last game as we know, Two total touchdowns with Ivory Kelly Martin, who was right behind him with 16 carries and 72 yards. Um, leading the way in receiving, Sam Laporta, six catches, 104 yards total. Uh, Charlie Jones, we talked about a lot today. Three catches total on the season, 48 yards. Uh, Lachey, that's the other tight end, number 85, who played well for us this past game. He had two receptions for 32 yards. Tyrone Trace, we've talked about a bunch, four receptions so, so far for, for 32 yards. So, uh, these guys are coming along, man. And then defensively, uh, Seth Benson leads the way with 15 total tackles, followed by Jack Campbell. And, uh, man, and, and let me say, Jack, Jack Kerner. And then we got, of course, both corners sitting there with two interceptions apiece. And, of course, we know Riley Moss with the two pick sixes. So, uh, man, we got some ball hawks. We got some guys that's gotten after it. Yeah, it, it, it Behoove me to not mention Seth Benson's interception, Jack Campbell's uh, fumble recovery for touchdown. These guys are ball hawks. These guys are getting after it. I'm excited for where these guys got to go from here. But uh, next, man, we got a tough, another tough opponent. I can't underscore this next opponent, man. We, we got uh, the Kent State Golden Flash who are coming into Kinnick one and one, and they're coming off a 60 to 10 win over Virginia Military Institute, man. So Got something to look forward to coming off riding high. I'm sure Kent State is coming off of that 60 to 10 win, man. Uh, what are some of your thought, early thoughts going into next week? Well, our defense is going to have to step up again. Uh, uh, an offense that can put up that kind of scoring and that many points, I mean, that's, it's, you're playing against another college team. It's not like those guys out there don't have a scholarship either, right? And it's not like they, they went against a really good team, too. So our defense, we're going to need them again. That secondary, we're going to need them to be the same way that they've been this whole time, hungry and looking for the ball. You know, we don't want to look past anyone. That's when we get, we'll call it a letdown game. And we've got two top 25 teams in a row and we're, we're balling. Everybody's ready to go. And now here comes Kent State. Don't let this be the sleeper game for us. That, that's what I, that would be my mantra of the week. Don't this be our sleeper game where, hey, they come into Kinnick and all of a sudden they're eating our lunch. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. 
Yeah, that's my big concern. If our defense does what they're supposed to do, our offense starts to, I, I love for us to establish a run more. I'm an offensive lineman. So I like, I like getting our big guys in there. Get the heavies in there. Let them beat up on those, uh, those small defense linemen. Let us, lean, let us lean on them a little bit. Yeah, you guys are small. And let us lean on them a little bit. And then, like, let it, get, that, get the juices flowing. Once we start doing that and our guys get some more confidence, they won't bail on their technique. They won't. They'll slow down. The game will slow down for them. And if we take this game as seriously as we've taken the, the first two, I have no doubt that we're going to have to walk away with a W. Well, you hear it, you heard it first here from day before. Um, that being said, I'm going to say that's the end of the show for us today. Thank you guys for joining us on Hawk Talk. I'm your host, Colin Cole. And thank you for joining us again, David Porter, uh, here with me as my co-host. I appreciate you for joining me, sir. It's been another great show. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the pre-show coming up for Kent State. Until then, take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.